You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. All right, everybody, we're back with another episode of Behind the Leaf. Hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday. And uh, we have some amazing, we have an amazing guest here for you today. Cassie, why don't you uh, do, do the introduction? Hey, guys, glad to be here again. Today, we have an awesome guest with us. Um, she is the co-founder of Blunt Brunch, which we had the opportunity to attend, which we'll definitely talk about, and also the co-founder and CMO of Event High, Adelia, how are you? We're excited to have you here. I am so excited to be here with you both. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yes, same oh, so here. So are we, so are we. I mean, one front where we met you, I was that, that was an amazing event. I mean, I've been an investor in the cannabis space myself. I've been to a lot of like investor investor summits and MJ BizCon and Champs and Class Fade and like all that stuff. And really like nothing that had an energy like One Crunch did. Like it was it was a different energy, even though like it was still kind of the same, same kind of concept. Like there were speakers and people sitting in a room and all that, but like the energy and the liveliness of it was just something that I haven't seen at another event before. And that's amazing to hear because especially to having you as an ally being there and not feeling like you weren't welcomed or not, you know, a part of the event yeah. was amazing. And for you to even understand like the vibe and get the experience. And it wasn't just because of the Blunt Brunch team. It was really because of everybody in that audience too, mm-hmm. you know, soaking up that vibe, bringing the same energy. It really came together. And uh, yeah, we're excited for next year's or this year's event. <laughs> next, yeah, it was really cool. I was like an a person who's new to the space, like seeing the community of women that exists, because I feel like sometimes we don't get that recognition that we deserve. So to have all the women in one place and like hearing their stories and then sharing our own and also talking about some really important topics. I know we spoke about imposter syndrome at, um, at that event. And I know a lot of women struggle with that. And I just thought it was a really like safe, welcoming space. Like you said, even for him being a man, like when we were coming to do our show, we were like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, how I'm going to be here, blah, blah, blah. And he was like really um, inspired by it as well. So oh, yeah, it was, it was great. And uh, I met a friend from high school there. Yeah, that oh, was very funny. Yeah, that was, is awesome. Yeah, she was there. We were doing the interviews after the, after the show on the floor and she just came up to us and she was like, didn't I go to high school with you? Uh, we looked at each other for a second. We're like, yeah, we did. You know what, though? That's the second one. I have another friend who said she ran into somebody from her high school at that event. Like, oh, that's that so funny. Really yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Well, shout out to Nicole and Jax from House of Fuego. They're doing amazing things. Um, and it was really cool to connect with them. And we had them on our show. So it brought us a lot of networking opportunities. And I mean, now being able to sit here with you and do this and like hear your story. Um it's really inspiring for all women in this space. And um, I know you serve on some boards too that focus on women in cannabis. I don't know if you want to just maybe touch on how you got uh, your start in the cannabis industry. Like what made yeah. you um, take that you know leap of faith and just roll with it? Well, let's go all the way back to the beginning first. What was your first experience with cannabis? That's, yeah, let's start there. Let's start there. <laughs> so yeah, my first experience began you know very young in high school um, or the beginning of high school, like summer after middle school. So I started a little bit younger and. Uh, it was just, you know, as a young, young teenager mm-hmm. exploring, um, obviously I didn't know the medicinal benefits at the time at all. Um, but it was after that, that I got reunited. So as I grew up, you know, cannabis kind of just 
wasn't part of my life really anymore. Nothing against it. It just wasn't really there. Uh, mm-hmm. But then after uh, about 10 years ago, I was, my fiance and I found out that I was pregnant. Um, I was in the consumer electronic industry at its really great career, very stressful career, um, which may have been the cause to, you know, complications, but I ended up having some health complications with that pregnancy. And um, I had to have an emergency surgery. And after that, you know, the doctors give you a bunch of pharmaceuticals and it just wasn't my vibe. It wasn't what would help me heal emotionally and physically. Right. Uh, and so that's how I kind of, my fiance was like, why don't you try cannabis? You know? And, and I laughed because thinking back in high school, munchies, <laughs> yeah. giggles, you know, just, yeah. Yeah, and flashbacks to high school hiding in the woods or behind yeah. buildings and dumpsters. Smoking and out of a can, like smoking out, of a, smoking out of an Arizona can or an apple. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. And and so I laughed, but it was also at that time where I was like, I need something else that works. Like my anxiety was through the roof, you know, my pain and, and physical pain was high. And um I took that leap and and it it changed me in, in all aspects. The person who I am, my career, I left the consumer electronic industry and, and came to the cannabis space. Wow. How long ago was that, if you don't mind me asking? When did you first make that transition into this industry? Um it's about almost 10 years ago now. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, wow. oh cool. Yeah. I like how you um mention you know that originally you didn't know the medicinal like benefits like I didn't either there was definitely a huge learning curve and um you know finding out how much it could help me mentally with my anxiety like you had mentioned too like it was just incredible and I think people need to be definitely more open-minded and like willing to learn and that's why we're here doing this oh yeah that's the whole point of this uh this podcast is to help break the stigma and normalize cannabis and educate the general public and everything. When we go back home and visit our families, they ask us a hundred times more questions than they ever did before. About everything. And, that's just, and that's just from listening to the show and just getting that interest in there. You're making it not intimidating. You know, you're yeah. putting regular people like me and you, you all uh, on this. And so it just, I think it probably makes them feel comfortable, you know, to want to listen and want to hear, which is amazing. Yeah, definitely. It, it changes that like, uh, like fast times at Ridgemont High, like Spicoli <laughs> yeah. image of a, someone who consumes cannabis or like a stoner in their mind. Because mm-hmm. they can go like that was a big culture shock. I knew for I know for Cassie when she first for her first MJ BizCon and going the Blunt Brunch and everything. Yeah, definitely was seeing this large group of people. Everyone's consuming cannabis. Everyone's high, and they're conducting business like everyday people. Mm-hmm. And it's there's no difference from from anything. No, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. BizCon is intimidating. That is a oh, whole. No, yes. Yes. Oh my <laughs> so gosh, it was nonstop. I feel like every night I just like was passed out from okay. bouncing from one event to another. I mean, but they were all great. We we met some really um, awesome people. But it definitely takes some scheduling and like mental strength to get you know all that stuff done in that short short period of time. <laughs> oh yeah, totally, totally. So, uh, how was how was it trying to figure out to set up? Blunt brunch like the first one like how difficult was it to set up a cannabis-based event because i don't think a lot of people out there know the difficulties or the differences between setting up a regular business event and one with cannabis so um the first blunt brunch event was actually it it it, so how it started was actually very organically and and then hosting the second one made it super the official blunt brunch first event was super simple um i was moving i'm from the california or 
from California. I ended up moving to Arizona about a year and a half ago, and I reached out to my now business partner, Parisa, for Blunt Brunch. And um, I was like, hey, I'm moving. You know, I've been just so used to the cannabis community in California. And we were all, you know, it's a tight knit group in California, even though it's it's big. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, let me put myself out there. Let me try to reach out to some people. I reached out to Parisa. I'm like, let's get, we both decided to get brunch. We both invited some people. So that was like the kind of it wasn't officially called Blunt Brunch yet. So it happened very organically. After that, that next one, it was just like, okay, let's find a a brunch space. Let's let them know we're bringing about 15 ladies. Um, We had a couple brands that donated some product and gifts and we had gift bags and we we just kind of set that tone of like, let's have blunt conversations here. We Mm -hmm. don't really consume at all of that majority of our events. That's not really the focus. It's really these blunt conversations that um, we can't maybe have in front of our male counterparts or maybe in front of our team. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. cool how natural that was. Like you just started having a little, like a little brunch with a couple of women and then it grew. Cause in Vegas, what was there about like 200 more than that? Um, yeah, so that's, that's crazy. 300. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. insane. Like just saying, and how, when, when was the first one brunch compared to the most recent one? Like, um, the first one was, we're going to be almost two years old in March, I believe March or April. So wow. we're, Heading our two years. Um, so and there's a difference. So our the Vegas is gonna is our one like as our national event. Um mm-hmm. we have other smaller events every month in Vegas, Phoenix, Tucson, New Mexico, and San Diego. And that's about okay. just 30, 30 women coming together for brunch and mm-hmm. again having these conversations. Sometimes the the co-hosts will do something fun, um, like go roller skating or just get us out of our comfort. Yeah own you know um but yeah we like the intimate events you know that that one-on-one for these brands and individuals uh women it, it really actually helps a lot of them with their business or even getting a better career in this space right yeah because it definitely introduces you to a lot of new people and new companies and they may, may be looking for um someone new and you may fit that bill so i think that's yeah. great especially the more intimate settings because it may be more comfortable and less intimidating for someone to go to an event of 30 women compared to 300 or MJ BizCon. That's like tens of thousands of people. Oh yeah. You're lucky if you get to talk to half of that, like even a quarter of that. I know we spent how many hours there and days there and we didn't even probably see a fraction. (laughs) Like it's it's crazy. It definitely is. And compared to all the other events out there, I mean, people and people don't realize how important these networking events are to mm-hmm. the community and to the industry and everything. Like it really is like business, like who, you know, and all that stuff, because otherwise you can greatly impact your business and the impact you're trying to make on the community. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's the other thing to my, the other company is uh, that I am the CMO and co-founder of is, is event high. And that is what we love seeing is we work with different organizers in about 47 states now. And it really is about that education and community aspect and building those connections. Like people don't realize, um, especially coming into this, to, in, into the industry, it's really built around trust and relationships. Everything. Right. You do oh, yeah. I mean, that was the cannabis industry before it was legal. It was just, it was, it was all a trust back. Hey man, I'm going to show up to your place with X amount of money. You're going to have the X amount of weight or whatever. And that's yeah. how it's, it started. And, and uh, it's good to see that that's uh, continuing. Yeah, so. exactly. It hasn't mm-hmm. left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you met Andrew last, um, not the bump brunch, not the yeah, um, MJ. Year, that last just year's bump brunch. Like mm-hmm. we, we met for the first time at a, 
MJ. Yeah, and M- at MJ at a uh, after party for I think it was like the Canna Passport party, and it was our oh, bar. Yeah, and, yeah we were, it was like at some uh, like bar and outside area, and it was a really nice place. And Andrew and Tyrese were just walking by, and I was I like complimented Tyrese on his shirt, and we just started talking. And then they were like, "Oh, you want to just come back with us to this penthouse and stuff like that?" And hang out. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, sure, why not? I'll get into a car with strangers." <laughs> and uh, it was it's uh, been history ever since, and it's, it's been great. Yeah, I think like having this platform too is really awesome because you know um i just reached out to you online i kind of just uh, shoot my shot and i was like oh let's see if she wants to come on here and speak with us so i've, I've noticed that a lot of people in the space too are really friendly and like willing to help and mentor like the newbies here and like get some get them to where they want to be so that's really like great for for me like starting out i mean he's been in the space a little bit as um an investor but doing this is like totally out of our comfort zone so it's been super super fun but i mean there's definitely been um some obstacles in the beginning and i bet you've faced some on your own um i was going to ask if there's any specific like obstacles that you have faced like as a woman in this space that you would want to talk about yeah i mean so prior to event high or or blunt brunch um Mm -hmm. My first company was actually a digital media company. It was called Direct Cannabis Network. So we were like a tech crunch. We covered the latest uh, tech, entrepreneurs, and innovative companies in cannabis. Um, and for that specific company, I, you know, I went through an accelerator program. I was raising capital, mm-hmm. and I unfortunately did experience some just negative experiences with male investors, Um, you know, going, especially at, it was after a pitch event, I was at an after party and just, you know, it it was unfortunate um, because I, I, there's a lot of people that I trust in this industry. So, and I don't ever really run Mm -hmm. into these kind of situations, but Mm -hmm. it was just somebody that was just drinking too much, just got out of control and just put me in a just very uncomfortable situation. Um, Luckily though, I, you know, I know this isn't, isn't some women may not feel comfortable speaking up about it for rightfully. So Mm -hmm. there's reasons why, you know, um, but luckily, like I, again, going through this accelerator, I was able to speak to the the people of this accelerator and they definitely brought it up to the uh, the, the event group that was hosting the event. They even mm-hmm. knew that investor. So they definitely like helped me go through that and like nip, nipped it, like nipped it in the butt, you know, and and put him in check and, and just explain, you know, that wasn't OK. Yeah, uh, that's very that, awesome. Yeah. And so that that to me, I'm just like, you know, look, at I'm just like everybody else. I'm like, you know. Joe over here trying to raise money for his company. Like what's mm-hmm. the, just because the I look differently. Yeah. Exactly. Look at my business model, not how I look, you know? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so, so that was one of the bigger experiences that I know really impacted me. Cause I'm like, okay, I just got to come in stronger and make sure that like, you know, I, um, just maybe, maybe don't smile as much in the beginning and just be focused on the business. So they know I'm not playing around, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, Whatever it is, I'm just trying to figure out ways to maneuver in the space. Um, The other things are, you know, I think just what everybody else experiences when it comes to building a company in cannabis as a whole. Um, So, but that was the one I would say was the most memorable for sure. Definitely. There was any advice you could give to anybody struggling out there or experiencing the same things that you think you, that that you went through? Uh, Like, um, uh, what would you, what would you want to give, like, say, say to them? Yeah. Well, you know, again, going back to the whole the whole experience with that, like 
I know it may be hard to come out and say something. I know you may think people are going to judge you or or, or blame you for that, mm-hmm. but it's not the case. Find some women that you do trust and at least voice it to them. So at least you can talk it through, you know, and, and the biggest thing, you know, I know there's been ups and downs with everybody in Vegas. Sometimes it's Vegas. We all <laughs> we can get a little wild there, you know, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, as women just, just always have a buddy, always have a buddy system, you know, anywhere in life. It's not even in the cannabis industry. In right. general, yeah. have a buddy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Life advice. Yeah, yeah, because I also feel like um, a lot of the time there's probably someone going through the exact same thing you are and you have no idea just because you haven't felt comfortable, you know, speaking up about yeah. it. So I think that's super important. Yeah, especially, especially in the workplace. I mean, and it can be something I want to say like not as minuscule, but as minuscule as like, you thinking that your male counterpart is getting paid more than you are yeah, or something mm-hmm. like that. Because one of the biggest reasons in the, the pay gap or anything like that is that people don't discuss what they're making in the workplace. People mm-hmm. don't discuss anything about the workplace, really. Like, yes. oh, I have a problem with this one or, the, or with someone or I think someone did something that was inappropriate. It's always like a brushed off thing or don't talk about it or you can get in trouble for, for talking about it when mm-hmm. you would have a much more... Uh, respectful and open work environment if we were to talk about these things yeah. right. on the table. have blunt conversations yeah. there you go <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah um are there any events coming up that you're excited about that you want to talk about ah yes yeah yeah i mean that's the one thing too i love about being a part of event high mm-hmm. see all these unique events happening um There is one coming up actually in San Diego. It's called the Farmer's Cup. They have been doing this for years. Mm -hmm. Um, They basically work with licensed brands and and judge. They get judges to come judge the product and then they do this big award show. So they're doing this big award show in San Diego in February. Um, That one I'm excited about. Um, One other big one that I just always have gone to since like I've got into this space is is Kushtok Festival. Like that one. Okay, yeah, that one sounds familiar. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's for the people, by the people, it's free. It's just a fun event. Um, um, and then obviously, you know, with Blunt Branch, we we do have our monthly events. So we have one coming up in Phoenix this month. Um, and and then yeah, the end of the year is a big one. Uh we're gonna I know it's we got months until it, but we'll always end the year in Vegas for Blunt Branch. And so we'll end, end that one. But we're maxing mm-hmm. we're increasing the seats this time to four hundred. So oh, wow. okay. oh, nice. pushing it up even higher. So we oh, definitely gotta be bigger and better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. That's crazy though, in the matter of two years, like the growth that you've seen with the event, which um just shows you how popular it is and empowering. I mean, there were so many women there. I remember um, Marvina, shout out to her. Like she was just, oh my gosh, she was bringing the energy. Um, I mean, there were a lot of people getting emotional and just like feeling like her presence was just, it was, it was great. Like seeing how many companies she owns, like what you can do. I think that's important too, because you get so caught up in your, like your project or your company that you're building and you know, you forget to celebrate your small wins too. You know, you're always like waiting for that next big thing to happen. Um, but it's good to remember that you're, you're, you're trying that's, you know, that's the biggest part. So that was really, really, really awesome to be there and do our live show from there, which that was fun. Oh yeah. That was great. Thanks to, thank you to Andrew from Hayes for for letting us do that. And, uh, you guys for having the event and, It was, it was an amazing time, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I totally understand what you're saying, you're like owning your own business and 
to being an entrepreneur in general, it is very easy to get caught up in what's mm-hmm. next, what's next, what's next, what's next. It's not enough. Like what I'm doing isn't enough. It is always another problem or something on the horizon and that it never seems like what your end goal is, is ever going to come or is even possible. Or even but, comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. with social media too, because you, we have to use these platforms to grow our network. And yeah, then you're like, oh media. yeah, social media is honestly my least favorite part of the whole thing, but um, <laughs> it's important. I just think like you'll see someone else and you're like, oh, I really wish I was at that place. Or, you know, am I growing as fast? Am I doing enough? And it's like, it's, you got to take a step back and just realize that you're trying and everyone moves at a different pace. Um, Yeah. yeah, I think like doing this was totally a surprise for us and it's been super fun. Um, but it's also learning those things too, like starting your own business, how that works, like the struggles that come along with it and like making those connections. I mean, I bet you experienced, experienced all those things when you first started out. Yeah. Patience is definitely key in this world. Mm -hmm. And building a podcast is one of the great ways. Cause again, I, when I, my first company was in media, so Mm -hmm. that kind of opens that door so much easier to be able to meet Oh my God, totally. You know, so that's what I love. That really helped with my foundation of getting to meet a lot of people beforehand. And then as I trans- closed that company and moved to Event High, you know, I was able to reach out to my network at that point. So mm-hmm. this is it's a great, yeah. Having behind the leaf, I think is, is amazing for you guys, for sure. Yeah, we love taking that like behind the scenes, like inside look at the industry yeah. and talking to, you know, leaders in the space. Um, so people can have an idea of, you know, what's going on and where you can fit in also. Yeah. Where you can fit in, like showing that these industry leaders that are really controlling what's happening in the cannabis market are just everyday people like you and me. They they started out here, hear their origin stories. They started out as stoners behind <laughs> be, behind drug stores and dumpsters and stuff, smoking out Arizona cans and apples. and. Yeah. They took that passion and they didn't let anybody sway them or they're like, this is what I think is right. This is what I'm going to do. And look at where they are now. They're fucking changing the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, it's really, it's really great to see and to show people that that's still possible out there is. Yeah. there's still time it's not too late you yeah, know it's never too late we're, we're it's been a community for a very long time but it's still in its infancy as an industry and you know again i think it's the biggest thing too is telling people you you don't need to start as a as a grower if you're not a grower like i can't grow for right. crap. I, i've <laughs> killed so many cannabis plants it's so sad I'm oh trying. yeah definitely we, i can't <laughs> wait till we move to colorado and yeah. since growing is legal there I, I want to try. I, I want to try. Yeah. Like, it's always yeah. been, a, always been in the back of my mind. Like I want to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like coming out here um, to California and recording this, and then also um, having visited Colorado and like other places where cannabis culture is so different because for us grew, growing up on the East coast on Long Island, it was like, there was really nothing. I mean, like people smoked and consumed or whatever, but no one really talked about it. So like coming out here, it was like everything was like so open and like welcoming and um people it wasn't as taboo i guess that's the word for it um but like i said now that we're doing this i feel like people are becoming more curious and yeah, um, like wanting to learn and wanting to learn and asking questions and like uh just asking like sometimes it's like general like oh like is this like i heard this about cannabis when i was your age and where there was like reagan era and all that stuff like is this actually true or not and 
like we'll get the biggest question all the time like oh like is it addictive and all that stuff and i was like i'm like no i'm like your cup of coffee in the morning is probably more addictive than this joint right now yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. true that is facts i i detoxed from coffee and i had the worst headaches i was like what is <laughs> that's that's real yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so where did you grow up um i don't think i asked you that question and like how was the um was there still a stigma attached to cannabis like when you were growing up yeah so i'm i'm from the bay but i i've lived in san diego my whole life so southern california uh but in san diego it is it's still very conservative there and i grew up with a um my dad is a retired now retired sheriff and my Mm -hmm. mom worked for the district attorney's office so So you can see where those opinions would be swayed yeah yeah yeah. the the households exactly so Mm -hmm. I, i I got in caught and in trouble. And again, the, this, you know, what they would say. So that was the biggest thing too. Once I came out uh, as a, when I got older and, and jumped into this industry, I didn't tell them right away. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hit it like, cause I was scared, scared for my parents still. I don't care how old I get. I'm scared. of oh, my yeah. Parents. Oh yeah. Your parents are always still your parents. Like my, uh, my friend, my dad was, a uh, was in the Marine Corps. Uh, oh. He was a DI for a little bit. He's this uh, big, th- he's this, scary dude and what he wants to be and my, my friends all my friends were like bro we are 26 now and every time we're around your dad we feel like we're 12 yeah <laughs> like yes sir no sir just working my head down you're like okay <laughs> like i don't care how how old i am bro my best friend's like i don't care how old i am your dad's gonna make me feel like a kid <laughs> yeah exactly it's true so so yeah so it was it's and still even in san diego you know they don't even have a actual location yet that well now the licensing's changing for cannabis events but mm-hmm. for a long time they were not allowed to have a license event in san diego there was just no okay. venues that were in the approval zoning or whatnot so we're we're thinking it's getting closer to changing events still happen but not mm-hmm. you know yeah ones with with sales or the ones that we would want to have there that that we're seeing in you know in Adelanto or or the Bay Area right so what are the biggest things to look for in a location when planning a cannabis event because I know you said that like there were places that won't allow that zoning all that stuff even some places that just aren't cannabis friendly so there's a variety of things. And, and first, you want to start with what state you're in. Um, there are certain states that have cannabis, like they call for California, they call it a CEO license, cannabis event organizer license. But I know Michigan has one, Colorado has one, and, and I think another state has one as well. Um, but you might need to go in the route of getting an actual license to host a cannabis event. Yeah. Right. Um, other states, not so much, you know, here in Arizona, we, it's more of the issues you're dealing with are, you know, are they open to the can to, to cannabis as a whole, even mm-hmm. if you're not having consumption, I've had event venues say no, but even yeah. if it's oh, okay. business to business, they don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just cannabis having that name. With yeah. Cause like a lot of times it's just this, like the stigma of the name. Yeah. And yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, what? Because it's not like all these like people think like and you say you're going to a business can cannabis business event and it's like oh okay people think it's like just about consuming cannabis and all yeah that. i mean they like don't. yeah people are outside smoking but that's just a byproduct of anything if it wasn't a cannabis event people would probably be outside smoking cigarettes that's like, true exactly. yeah what's the exactly. difference yeah mm-hmm. And then it, and then they start to, so that's, you know, finding the venue first, then hopefully you're not getting upcharged because they also right. think cannabis is everybody's made of money in the industry when oh, yeah. it's not the reality. Right true, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, about it. <laughs> so they're going to increase your venue costs. You got to get insurance. Um, you know, again, if there's cannabis consumption, the insurance is going to be 
you got to see if you can find a provider in your area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, it's almost like hosting a regular event, but you have all these like almost hurt walls that you got to just kind of break yeah. through, make sure you can host the event. Um, but, but outside of that, you know, I think a lot of business or event providers, um, event service providers are open. Catering companies are open to this industry, you know, more and more are coming and, and, and welcoming the cannabis industry. Um, here in Arizona this past weekend, uh, there was actually an event organizer who worked with the NBA on an event. It was oh, that's cool. great. Yeah, it was at a basketball stadium. They had like a three-on-three competition and it it was was cool. So things are changing in in the direction that- Oh yeah, it's great. It's it's great to see cannabis being used in such a normalized uh, setting. Like setting. Mm -hmm. Definitely. We went to a, a, uh, shit, Zach. Comedy event. event. (laughs) Stand-up comedy (laughs) event and it was cannabis friendly. Um, Actually, that was our first time going to a stand-up event in general but um it was really cool that it was cannabis friendly and like we could just like hang out and smoke and laugh together and have a good time and it was like a little strange though because it's not something I'm used to so like maybe not strange just like uncomfortable at first because you're still kind of like oh you know what does this person think what does that person think but we're all together doing the same thing so it's like kind of just reaching like hey how are you and just like starting that conversation but it was really cool to um to go to something like yeah, that like we don't have like opportunities that. like that, that. <laughs> so like, yeah. even in like new york like we're in new york a lot because that's where our family lives and where we grew up like you still can't really have like indoor cannabis smoking because the clean air acts just like mm-hmm. in a lot of other states out there and i feel like that's gonna have to be something that changes in the big in the near future once cannabis is fully legalized and states can really sit down and be like pick through laws that really don't make sense i could totally see you know and, and the conversation has been a lot with new york with cannabis lounges like right. i see that fitting so well and and a lot of the lounges because of the again regulations it's hard to make money so right. they'll probably start working with event organizers to bring additional income in you know to try to make it work but yeah new york should be exciting as they as they move forward and, and start to open things up yeah more. they open their first dispensary they're 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 moving they're moving <laughs> slowly but they're going like they're getting there and let's just hope that they can uh they get something right yeah yeah let's just hope they get something right there exactly yeah i'm really excited um we're planning on moving to colorado so being able to like be involved more in like the cannabis community and like going to events and meeting more people because like in north carolina where we are there are people who are cannabis friendly but like obviously not um comfortable like sharing that because of the state we're in so i think that um i mean we do we do we have met people we have our little group it's kind of like the question like you're looking like you smoke and it's kind of like you smoke what yeah (laughs) right the person who says what you're like all right you know what's good yeah i know the look that they gave you and you're like okay yeah we're good we're good so I think it'll be pretty cool to be in a place where it's just so open and also connecting with people that we have met at different events too. Yeah, again. definitely. Like it's uh, like, I mean, North Carolina is still, still the Bible belt. You can't order mm-hmm. even two drinks at the same time. Yeah. You order, like, yeah. Like you can, uh, if you want like a beer and a shot, you got to get like the shot first, take it and then get your beer or get the beer first, drink it. What? Oh my it's God. Crazy. Like, I mean, people don't realize like, some liquor laws in some places are very, very strange. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, so are they even talking about cannabis at all? Like from they, a medical aspect? Uh, they or? have they legalized CBD. So okay. like they're okay. getting mm-hmm. there. They decriminalized Fertilized. cannabis. Right. So okay. I think you can have like up to like an ounce on you or three ounces or something like that and like not get in trouble for it really. Okay. And I think that's as far as they've come so far. Yeah. That's as far as they've come. They haven't made any uh medical programs or recreational program jumps I yeah that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it probably I mean, won't. I mean, hopefully. I mean, they it's it's only a matter of time. I mean, every yeah. state's only a matter of time. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on what they're going to allow at the end of the day. But they'll get there, like you're saying. Oh, yeah, they'll get yeah. there. I mean, the, the, the old guard will change after a while and new people will come in and they'll have new ideas. And hopefully those ideas are to legalize cannabis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we originally moved there. It wasn't even about cannabis. And then we got yeah. into this. And now it's like, okay, well, we love it, but it's like, where can we really do what we're passionate about now? So, um, but it's great that there are spaces where it is normal or feels normal. Um, but I was going to ask you about a little bit more about event high, because I know we talked about it a little bit, but if you just want to go into a little bit more detail for the listeners who maybe don't know what that company is all about. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Um, So Event High is a online ticketing platform uh, catering to the cannabis culture. So basically, we're similar to like a Ticketmaster or Eventbrite, but focused on this space. Um, A lot of people may not realize this, but and this is one of the other issues with hosting a cannabis event. you know, you can get still, even to this day, you can still get shut down using a mainstream ticketing platform. They look at cannabis events as a prohibited event, prohibited transaction and prohibited merchant. Um, So they still can say it's coming from cannabis. It's coming from a schedule, even if you're not selling cannabis, you know. Yeah, yeah, there's no actual product being sold. You can even have in the law, like in the rules of the event, being no product on the floor or anything like that. And they still associate it. They can still, yeah. And and it happens still. You know, we've had people who hosted 10 events with Eventbrite and then all of a sudden they knock, you know, they email us and they're like, I got shut down. They don't know why or their money got frozen or just horrible. We've heard it all. Like they lost the data. They don't even know who the guest list is. Like just all these things. And you know, that's probably like a day before or a week before the actual event's going to start. Just they do that just so they can screw you. Yeah. Yeah. Put in all that effort and you're ready to just get it going. And then that, I'm like, I can't. It's like you waited till now to tell me that I can't, that you're going to shut me down and not right right when I applied for it. Just be like, yeah, no, cannabis is in the name. We're not going to do it. Exactly. Like, it should be straight on. from the beginning. So yeah, exactly. so that's really kind of what, you know, how Event High got, got evolved. We were hosting B2B events. We got shut down ourselves. Our accounts were frozen. Um, mm. and, and so we started researching and saying, why? Why is this happening? So that was initially how Event High evolved. Um, and we were in public beta right now. We're about to launch our V1. We're getting out of beta this January. So it's been exciting, but it's been oh, a long awesome. journey. Yeah. yeah, COVID, COVID honestly added a couple years longer for us to get out of out of beta. But it, it just yeah. it as a team, you know, it, it actually made us stronger and it made us real right. really look at our software and technology and just see yeah. what event organizers need. What what would make this easier for event goers? Um, mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, so essentially people can go to Event High, find different kinds of cannabis events uh, that they would want to experience. Again, there's everything, business to business, festivals, dinners, health and wellness, anything you can think of, you know, you can really find your tribe of people like it's out there somewhere, you know? Um, 
And so, so yeah, that's, that's what we've been able to build over the years. And um, we're, we're still continuing to grow and meet with event organizers and just really bring, you know, the people together. That's what we love. We're bringing people together. They're right. every organizer in their own way is educating around cannabis. You know, every event, there's some sort of cannabis education component. Um, and so we were excited to be part of that and, and be able to work with event organizers doing that. Yeah, that's really cool that you can also like filter what types of events you want to go to. So like wellness or festivals or things like that, kind of like find out what really resonates with you most and then check it out. That's yeah, awesome. Like when, like what you're looking for, because you wouldn't want to go to an event and be like, oh shit, like this, is, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. or anything like that especially in the cannabis space because I'm, I'm sure a lot of these cannabis events people show up to not knowing what it is and go shit this is an actual business event you're like oh. yeah <laughs> you're like, yeah, that's not what you expected mm-hmm. yeah like, this wasn't what i thought i thought we were like people were gonna be smoking a lot of weed all this shit you're like what because <laughs> i remember yeah. when, I, when i was younger and i was looking like oh like it'd be cool like to go to like cannabis and stuff like that but a lot you don't realize how business oriented these things are yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, consumption is not the main goal it's not all about getting high or weed or anything like that like it's business it's a real business people are trying to make money which is important though to focus on that to like have it um be more serious because i feel like sometimes it's hard to find like a balance between being you know so serious and boring and then also being fun you know like educational and fun um so I think that's important to uh recognize also I mean obviously your investment events are a little you know more straightforward and for me would be boring (laughs) um but like that's what I was saying before like with like the blunt pressure event like even though that that informational part was still there it was a it was a fun environment. There was like the energy in the room was very uplifting and supportive and all that. And it wasn't just like the typical cannabis like investment seminar or event where it's like a bunch of bunch of suits in a gray suits in a room sitting there <laughs> taking notes or recording something or listening or whatever. And no one's really talking to each other or like, yeah, they're just trying to get through the information as quick as possible. Right. That's so true. Yeah. And, and again, though, but there, but there are and there, there's that's a great point, though. There are those kind if they do like other investors out there, if they want, they'll go to the kind of events you're looking at or mm-hmm. uh, but it also gives them the chance to see what other events are happening. Like, again, like Bump Wrench, too. It's yeah. With Bump Wrench, we, we were we wanted to try to make it as you know, as empowering, but also as fun as we could, just because it is, it was in Vegas, you know, it's a vibe. We want to have them, let them have some fun too. It's not just always about having hard conversations, you know, we're, we're there to uplift each other. So we should, should make memories too, good memories. Right. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like it's like I said before, it's very hard, very, very easy to get lost in the next thing in the day-to-day stress of running and owning a business and forget to celebrate the small wins and to like, be like fun. i'm doing this and you're doing yes. things you're doing something that a lot of people wouldn't even have the nerve to start doing in the first place mm-hmm. that's true we all have like, to remember that like so. we all have to remember that like a lot of people out there they would be like oh running my own best sign like I, I wouldn't even dare do that and like the people out there that even have just taken that first step into creating their own business or just buying that llc and doing whatever that's that's a major step that not not everybody doesn't even try to take and it's usually the biggest one Mm -hmm. yeah just starting definitely I think that's one of the biggest things once you start then it starts flowing (laughs) yeah definitely and you have to not be afraid of failing you know I think that was with my first company I it was it took me so long to get the nerve to to say okay we have to close it 
Like mm-hmm. I literally was, I, it, it, you know, I knew I was like, my head's not, I'm as the CEO of the company, my, I wasn't giving it 110%, but I'm like, let's just keep trying. Let's keep trying. And it wasn't fair for the team, you mm-hmm. know, like I granted it was, we were a small team, but still it wasn't fair for them. If I'm yeah, not giving my all, relying why on I you and that? stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I was, again, I was scared. I was scared. Everybody's going to, you know, think I failed or, you know, judge me or whatever. And it was not like that at all. Again, the community was just like, it was so cool to see that, you know, we get it. Congratulations. You know, you know, whatever your best next or best of luck in your next mm-hmm. event are very kind, you know, and, and it wasn't like, oh, you failed, you know, so like, let us know if you need help next time. Yeah. 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 Like, but it's also like, it was probably, it's, you can look at it as just a step to where you want to end up. It's like, sometimes you need to fail or not, not so much yeah. fail, just pivot and change what you're doing um and I also think that a lot of the time most people in this industry are doing so many different things at one time it's like if you stop one you still have all these other things that you're working on so it's okay to you know change your route or figure out what the next step is or completely change industries like I think people do that all the time and we forget that yeah especially like as you know running your own business and everything like that you you play when it's just you or maybe yeah. one other person you guys you're you're doing everything you're your ceo you're a cfo you're you're everything you're marketing your marketing team you're it's it's everything like we're our own we record everything and then we have to mm-hmm. edit and then we have to do all this stuff people don't realize like all right we don't have people to do this for us we don't have like you said we're not made of money to go pay people right. to do this for us <laughs> exactly and people don't realize that it's all these skills combined that make a privately run business mm-hmm. and it's not just one person whose one job is to do this one thing yeah. and that's it it's like you have to be right. all over the place on top of everything know everything from the finances to marketing to all that and it's it's, that. it's not easy it's no, not yeah. easy and people shouldn't put themselves down when they're starting starting to do this and they don't get it at first or they don't yeah. understand or they miss something that was important or whatever like there's always next time Exactly. And like, we're always, we're always learning. It's not like you're going to know everything from the start. Um, Yeah, that is true. And I feel like we forgot that a lot of the time (laughs) because we're so (laughs) bummed that it went the opposite way. And And yeah, I mean, we're programmed from a young age that you can't fail and you should know everything right off the bat. And you can't, it's impossible, especially when you get dumped out into the real world. Yeah. It's it's, it's just not, we're, we're not prepared as, as we used to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, at least that's my opinion. That's what I think. <laughs> we got to celebrate. Yeah, we got to celebrate our failures too. Then, and maybe it's not even calling them failures. You know, it's yeah, just it's like, like, like the pivots. It's the learning mm-hmm. things, yeah. all that. Like, um, but you're right. We're all going through it. We're all growing, and and that's the thing too. It's like again, being in this space, we're learning. 10 times harder than any other company is. If you know, mm-hmm. if I had a startup in tech and that side of the industry, oh, yeah. not cannabis, it'd be way easier. But even though it's still challenging, you know, it's yeah, just it's, uh, everything poses its own set of challenges. But when yeah. you're especially when you're working in an evolving market and right. an emerging market that, like that, changing. like cannabis is it's always changing. Damn, freaking oh, okay. tomorrow, uh, the federal government can come in and be like, screw all you guys. We're really like, screw it. No, we're, no, we're not doing yeah. this anymore. And yeah. everybody's hard work just goes down the drain for a while. Mm-hmm. And it's starting that's back from square one and going back to protesting and doing all this stuff. And people don't realize that that's the risk we take every day in this industry. Yeah, exactly. And it's from a federal level, from a state level, from everything. Like they can just change one law overnight and also your business is moving. Yeah. And yeah. they can come down, kicking down your door the next day. Like it's, 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 it's crazy. 
And that's why I think like the um, like legacy growers and people who have like have been here since day one, they're so important because like they've really put everything on the line to get this industry to where it needs to be or we where we want it to be. So I think we also need to remember those people because without them, we wouldn't be here. No, we wouldn't. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. That we wouldn't have. Well, or we wouldn't have been as far as we are today, right? Mm-hmm. With cannabis, because we would still be in that in a very poor mindset about what cannabis can do for us and mm-hmm. the lies we've been told about it and everything. But uh, if it really wasn't for them, we, we definitely would not be here today. I mean, they took the biggest risk, and uh, there are still people sitting in jail for this plant. You know, that's oh, the, yeah, 100%. going back to the legacy and not forgetting that. Like, our work really isn't done until every single person is released for a nonviolent can- cannabis crime or right. cannabis. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the reality. Like, we're we're here building our businesses, and some of them are still sitting in jail. Luckily, people, you know, things are changing. We're seeing right. people released more things, and more. We're getting released. Things are yes. becoming more progressive. Mm-hmm. people's records are getting wiped clean for yeah, non-violent non-major one. cannabis yes, crimes that's, and huge. that's a big one because now they can apply for licenses and they can do major things that they were would never be able to do and it's life-changing exactly. in general yeah it's like just people like don't realize that how like you can have a non-violent cannabis crime it'd be a felony and now you can't even vote yeah in this country like that's people don't realize I- that you can't even vote in this country you can't even vote to change the laws for yeah. cannabis now, they, they've completely depowered. Now you got to go back to probably doing criminal stuff in Just the cannabis like, industry if that's what you want to keep doing. If that's yeah. really what you're passionate about and you're like, I don't care what they do to me. I'm going to try and push this for the greater good. Yeah. They forced your hand and do nothing else but something illegal to do that. And yeah. that's, a, that's a whole nother two-hour conversation. <laughs> yeah, right? Criminal justice system's messed up. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, Alec actually originally went to college for criminal justice. So oh, so you- oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I went for criminal justice at first, and I learned about it. And at first, I was like, yeah. Like, as a kid, I was like, watch cops. I was like, yeah, this is cool. Like, get the help of the community and help people and do all that stuff. And it was great, especially coming from a background. My dad was a firefighter and all that stuff. So growing up around that really solidified that that me as a kid. Then I went to college and (laughs) I learned about what it really was like working in law enforcement. And it was just, it wasn't about anything that I was told that it was about. It was more about bureaucracy and politics and this and that and Mm -hmm. corruption and all this stuff. And it just wasn't what I thought I was like, this isn't what I want to do. And especially with, with the way the world is going now and where it went, good thing I didn't. And because yeah. I have family and friends that work for NYPD and police forces all across the country. And it ain't yeah, pretty, hard. Up. It ain't pretty yeah. up there right now. Yeah. But uh, it's great. I mean, there's nothing wrong with changing your, your uh, what you think you want to do. Passion, like you know, what's funny though is about you, like shit, changes my mind. I'm done. When you were in school, I remember you wrote a paper about cannabis, and I don't, I don't remember um what like the reaction was to it, to the actual paper, but I remember you wanting to do that and like kind of push those boundaries a little bit and like explore um cannabis while you were still exploring the criminal justice area. Yeah, and. I thought that was cool because I remember when you wrote that it was like you were so passionate about it I kind of already saw that switch where it was like okay I think I want to do this but then it's also like finding where you fit in to that space too because it's like 
cannabis is so huge. And I think at first I didn't realize that there's so much you can do here. Like your mind just immediately goes to like growing or like, you know, really touching a plant or yeah, being a bud tender. Something like that. And they don't realize how many different positions there are in this industry, Mm -hmm. how many different kinds of businesses you can create or ones that even haven't been created yet. Like there's in all forms of business with every everything that has to go on in this world from media to the consumption to uh to clothing to textiles to everything it's can't can, cannabis is there for it whether you're making clothes out of hemp or mm-hmm. you're making, i was gonna say the industrial side yeah, yeah that's the, another the industrial point. side of hemp <laughs> and the cannabis is insane like people don't realize that and like with the industrial textiles industrial agriculture too like it's mm-hmm. one of the few plants i think out there that actually adds nutrients back to the soil yeah when it's growing like that's insane it doesn't strip the ground it actually adds back to it like why aren't we planting fields of hemp already in farmland that's become barren yeah and stuff like that and actually try to regenerate that soil instead of just throwing chemicals and feeding on top of it that's not actually going to help anything exactly exactly mm-hmm. i was mind blown when i heard that when i when i learned about that right? i was like, i know what? i was mind blown i was like what? we can change like, the world with this like let's yeah, do it. like it's insane <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's insane i remember i heard this one thing before cannabis was legal in new york they uh were thinking about uh mayor brought up some some uh some weird he was like oh we're gonna grow cannabis on the top of the skyscraper just to clean the air and then sell that i'm like who the hell's gonna want to smoke that shit so I'm like <laughs> how polluted and all that crap it's soaking up i'm like better idea grow hemp up there yeah. And then turn that into a textile and then yeah. use that to clothe the homeless people for the winter and all that stuff. Cause hemp is very warm. It's antimicrobial, antifungal. It's great. I mean, the shoes I'm wearing right now are made out of, made out of hemp. <laughs> Try to lift that up. Trying there you go. Up. There we go. I know, right? Oh, those are, oh, and they have a design. Oh yeah. That's they're, uh, cool. they're called the original fly soles, but now Oma brands, they're made out of biodegradable hemp, fully biodegradable mm. inside a year. Oh. They're uh, handmade in Mexico city. And it's uh, it's great. They're they're a great company. Everybody yeah, shout out to out. Peter. He actually was on the show, and we talked about um his journey and how he got started with this company. And I think it's really cool because um it brings more of that normalization again to you know hemp and cannabis and everything. And um they're also really stylish, so yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I like them. that. They're great. Yeah, they're great. They're comfortable mm-hmm. and everything. But that just goes to show that it's not just selling or growing weed out there. You can do all kinds of things with cannabis and it shouldn't hold you back just because you're not a smoker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, exactly. like the product, this plant's changing the world and yeah. you shouldn't get yeah. left behind or get, yeah. get on as the long bus. As you, believe in it. you believe yeah, in the plant, believe in see what it's doing. You can be in this industry. You know, that's what we need. We just need to keep the heart in it, but, and bring, bring just different mindsets into this space so we can really propel it even further for sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I really can't wait to see where the industry is going. What's the biggest thing you want to see in the industry? Like as of right now? Oh, um, I mean, I don't, yeah, that's a hard one. I mean, there's lots, like if we're looking at the business, we want bank, we need banking, we need better banking. Obviously Mm -hmm. what we go through to cater to this space is mind blowing. Like we just sell tickets, you know, we are the software to help tickets and and sponsorships, but we go through so much with audits with, we have to run uh, like reports about every event organizer. We have to like investigate. Mm -hmm. We have to do so much just to cater to this space. And I'm like, it's just a ticket. 
you know, like they're right. just an event. Like, why do we have to go so in depth? But we're willing to, we want to stay compliant. You know, we were able to find a, mar- a bank that gave us a marijuana related business bank account, but not everybody has access to that. And not everybody right. can pay the money for that either. There's yeah. mm-hmm. They cost even more to be in, to have that bank, you know? So, but we're, we're thankful for it, you know, we, like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, just easier access to banking. Um, and, you know, I think it's just, hopefully the biggest thing is hopefully the U S can, can really start moving a little quicker. We're, we're getting surrounded by countries that are already propelling the movement. They're already having oh, international yeah. mm-hmm. training and, and, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of getting left behind just because the, and I don't know, in my mind, it's because the government wants to try to find a way to get as much money as they can from this plan. That, that's what oh, it yeah, of course. I mean, like that, yeah. at the end of the day, for the government, that's all about taxes. That's that's yeah. what they're there for. And yeah. I mean, it's insane it, because because just of taxes alone, you can't walk out of the dispensary spending less than like a hundred dollars. Yeah, like you really can't. It's really like it's it's kind of hard. Yeah. And yeah. but uh, it's it's yeah, the United States has been sluggish in their cannabis. Uh, yeah the growth and movement, growth and, movement mm-hmm. and everything and i feel like it's because like we get we were really bad as a country as uh, multitasking <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, we get caught up on one thing for far too long and then it's just like oh shit we have all this other stuff we forgot about let's get back yep. to it yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's a good example that's yeah like, like i just i feel like we're just very bad at multitasking if we, we, we can't have like this going on then also be all right let's this is important, but we also got this going on. Also, let's figure this out too, because we can't just put this on pause. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of like what happens in the cannabis industry. It's kind of like the uh, lack of a better term, like the redheaded stepchild of like yeah. government <laughs> policies here. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just we gets like, forgotten about in the corner. Yeah. 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 I agree. Like, it's 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 just uh it's interesting, but it's been great having you on the show yes thank you for coming out we'll be wrapping up here in a few minutes and anything else you want to want to say while we have you here or any shout outs maybe you want to um share with everyone Sure. Yeah. Well, first off, thank you both. Uh, it was a great conversation. I look forward to seeing you both at future events and, and future Blunt Brunches and staying connected. Um, but yeah, anybody that's interested in learning more about Event High, go to www.eventhigh.io and it's uh, high, like high, hello. So H I. Okay. <laughs> um, and then if you're interested in learning more about Blunt Brunch, you can go to www.bluntbrunch.com. Um, yeah, okay. just reach out to us. We will keep you all updated. And um, again, I just enjoyed this conversation and, and appreciate you guys inviting me on the show. Yes, thank you. That's thank awesome. you so much. I'm glad I was able to, you know, contact you and set this up. And for anyone who wants to check us out on uh, social media, look us up at at Behind the Leaf Pod on Instagram. Yes, please go drop some follow. We can always always use it. Yes, we're always trying to grow, grow that platform. So, you know, um, so there's platform. a lot that goes into that. So, thank you again for being on the show. Please, everybody, go check out One Front. You're a woman in the industry. Go check out the event. It's an amazing event. Mm-hmm. Look up Event High. It. Look up Event High. And even if there's not one, you can't make the one in Vegas. It's probably one in your somewhere in your area so everyone out there please stay happy healthy and high and we'll be back on another episode next week all right thanks guys thanks everyone you're listening to hayes radio network cannabis lifestyle radio